Thank you for listening to Toxic to Triumph. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I am your host. Today, my guest is Micah Stevens, and we are going to be talking about setting boundaries. Not just setting boundaries, but with those toxic, narcissistic in-laws and the toxic and narcissistic family members. Look forward to having this conversation with you, and we will talk soon. I am completely humbled and thankful for each and every single one of you that listen in to this podcast every single week. I am so shocked that it has grown so quickly that it's being heard in so many different countries every single week. And to celebrate the two-year anniversary, we're coming up on two years, it'll be two years Black Friday this uh, November 2021, Uh, I want to offer all of you a free 30-day trial to my Toxic to Triumph community. And the benefits of this, especially for you guys who are listening in on this podcast, one of the main benefits is that you actually get to listen in on the recording of this podcast live. That's right. You get to hear me and the guest interview each other live. But not only that, but afterwards, you get the opportunity to ask us questions. So this also becomes a part of your healing. How often do you get an opportunity to talk to the guests of your favorite podcast? to ask them questions, in particular in a situation like this when it's torture healing, when you can ask them questions about how to set boundaries, how to uh, deal with a toxic or narcissistic romantic partner, family member, dealing with ADHD, or whatever your struggle might be. On top of there's multiple other benefits that you're going to get with this community membership. You're also going to get weekly videos from me. You're also going to get the replays of my morning lives. You're also going to get webinars and discounts on courses, uh, on t- plus many other things as well. So I'm going to put a link into the show notes, or you can go to mattpfeiffercoaching.com to join, to sign up. Make sure you use the discount code TOXIC, T-O-X-I-C, the discount code TOXIC to be able to take advantage of the free 30-day trial for Toxic to Triumph. Thank you. Hello, thank you for joining Toxic to Triumph. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I'm your host. I have on a very special guest today. His name is Micah Stevens. And uh, I appreciate you, you and your content so much. And not only that, but I fa- actually found out that, you're, that he is actually here in Texas with me. You know, so we're definitely going to have to link up. Uh, I hope that makes you a Cowboys fan. Does that make you a Cowboys fan? Do you watch football at all? <laughs> um, I'm very happy for them when they win, but I don't, I don't hate them. But I just don't put my faith in them a lot or get really attached because... Okay. They, for me, they seem to get really close to winning, and then it's ah, oh, you disappointed. Absolutely, and, absolutely. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I don't have a, an exact title on Micah, but uh, I consider Micah a boundary expert. Uh, someone who I feel is uh, not only is very adequate, very in tune with how to set boundaries, uh, in particular with the toxic people. Uh, you're dealing with. Uh, that's one of the things I appreciate that I noticed about him because it's one thing uh, for those of you who've been working with me for a while, if you're listening to me for a while, it's one thing to set boundaries with people who respect boundaries, people who are healthy, 
It's a whole nother ball game when you're setting boundaries with people who are toxic. And I'm sure you uh, yep. you can relate and you can understand that. So I'm going to turn it over to you for a little bit. And if you can just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into this. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Appreciate your encouragement and uh, kind words. Um, I live in, yeah, I live in Texas, Tim, about 45 minutes outside of Dallas. I'm married. I have two toddler girls and I am currently getting working on my master's in marriage and family therapy. And how I got into all this in the first place was uh, I came from a um, not to speak negatively about them, but it was a very dysfunctional family system, um, both immediate and extended. And everybody in my family just kind of went with a status quo and was like, this is how we function. And, you know, just kind of found a way to blend in and adapted with their own toxic behaviors. But I hit, and I would have done the same thing if not for I hit very serious chronic depression and anxiety when I was 20. Um, had suicidal thoughts. I never made a plan mm -hmm. to kill myself. Um, I th think part of that was just religious fear of going to hell or something like that, you know, as well as you're told. Never made a plan, but I was at a point where I didn't want to live anymore. And being the person I was, I like to discover and learn about and fix myself. And so I just started reading everything I could on getting out of depression, anxiety. I learned about healthy self-esteem, healthy relationships. But one of the things I saw, the big things, was that boundaries with, and or what should I say, dysfunctional families either cause those problems or they will keep you in it in those in those issues with depression anxiety anger low self-esteem all these mental health issues are caused or can be really contributed come from or keep you in those things uh, dysfunctional family that you do not have boundaries with and so i really latched onto that and so i've been studying it um, and getting my own counseling actually for about 10 years on uh, healthy relationships and boundaries and particularly. And so that's how I got to where I am. And uh, since I'm working on my master's in family therapy degree, I wanted to build a following before I get licensed. And uh, so that's how I decided to jump on TikTok. My wife suggested it to me. And here we are now on Matt's podcast. Well, awesome. Well, you do you do an absolutely fantastic job. And Thanks, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, what's, What's interesting when, when you do it, the skits are so realistic. And I think that that's one of the things that gravitated <laughs> to people. You know, anyone who's experienced it knows that uh, they just watch it and they just know that this is exactly how it plays out. Um, you know, I think I've seen the skits I've seen, you've done toxic mothers, I've seen you do toxic fathers, uh, and they're so, so relatable. You know, but one of the things that people struggle with are these consequences. We talk a lot about the consequences yeah. that people have to accept. And I talk, and that's something I talk about a lot as well, that we have to, the, the person who struggles with the boundaries, and a lot of times it's, this is the part that they struggle with the most, is letting go of that control that you need to allow for this person to struggle and to sit in this boundary. And it's not your responsibility to save them. It's not your responsibility to, to make them feel better. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are consequences and when we're talking about boundaries? So I feel like boundaries are a property line where you say, this is my property here. There's a line drawn in the sand. 
And with another person, you know, with most people, they will respect boundary lines. You know, I don't go into my neighbor's lawn and, you know, mow the grass or maybe if I'm trying to be helpful, but, you know, I don't pull out a lawn chair and sit in his lawn. That's his property. That's a boundary line there. But with toxic people, they're a lot like animals or livestock and livestock do not respect boundary lines. And so you need a barbed wire fence. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with toxic people, you need that barbed wire fence where you're not respecting boundaries. So here's a consequence. And a lot of people don't realize that when an animal, you know, if it runs into a barbed wire fence and, you know, like struggles against it, whatever, and they get cut or electrocuted, if it's an electric fence, that's their fault. They're choosing to do that. You're just protecting your boundary lines. So things cannot come into your property and cross past that boundary. And if someone chooses to walk into that, um, that, that fence there, that's their fault because they're choosing to experience that consequence. So something I often tell people is you're not hurting someone when you say no, you're not hurting them when they, you set a boundary they are hurting themselves with their own expectations. Mm -hmm. I want this. I want to treat him this way. And he's saying no. And that's their own thinking that's hurting them. You're not doing anything wrong. You're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Because that can actually challenge them to grow. And that will help their relationships in the future. And how, why is it that we feel, how do, how does one, because there's some people that are just naturally gifted. I'm thinking about, you know, my, uh, a good friend of mine in, in upstate New York, his name is Brett. He is just natural with his boundaries, right? From the day that we met, you know, when, yeah. uh, when I would, you know, we've been friends for a long time. So if I told him about certain relationship problems, oh, just do this. I'll oh, just do that. Like it's natural, right? How is it that someone yeah. can be so natural with their boundaries like him? And then someone uh, can struggle so much with their boundaries. Where does that come from? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you know this, but I think it's either comes from a lot, a lot of practice for a long time, or it comes from your childhood where people that struggle with boundaries, they're taught as a kid, you can't say no, you're responsible for everybody else's feelings. You always have to share with your siblings, you know, look, they're upset. You got to make them feel better. Uh, you can't say no to anyone. Um, and so you learn that growing up, it's not okay for me to say no. I always have to give mommy and daddy a hug when they want to hug. I always have to give these things for people. If they're upset, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And the kids aren't taught boundaries when they're little. If someone's mad at you, that's them. That's not, unless you're doing something to them, then you've got to make that right. Mm -hmm. But if someone's mad that you're not doing something, um, for an example, like, you know, parents, they want the kids to do something and they get really angry and frustrated. It's the kid's fault. Mm -hmm. They up, you upset me because you're not meeting my expectations. And I think it's just ingrained in. And then you struggle with that when you're an adult and your parents are probably still treating you the same way. That doesn't make it easier. Whereas a kid who's allowed to say no often, as long as it's not bad for them, but they're given that freedom to say, no, I don't want to share this right now. And I tell my kid, okay, you know, I'll tell her sibling, all right, she doesn't want to share that. That's okay. She can, you know, that's her decision. That's her toy. Um, she's not forced to hug anyone. She's not forced to, not forced to share. And we just try to give her as much freedom and not put, not make her responsible for our feelings as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And that is what I think 
creates this adult who can do that in adulthood much e- much easier and naturally like what you were saying yeah what what uh, what what um what does someone who struggles with boundaries what's it what's would you say like is a day in the life like of someone who struggles with boundaries how would someone know that like i i struggle with boundaries or i need to start working in this area <laughs> hmm I think they're going to feel really anxious a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll notice that. I'm just trying to think. It's kind of been a while since I've had to. I know a lot of resentment. Not that I'm perfect, people. but I haven't yeah. like really dealt with it in a while. So that's yeah. a really great question. I think what I remember is when I'm dealing with people, when I didn't really have good boundaries. Yeah, I was just, it's a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and just because if you upset them, that's your fault. If you don't do enough for them, it's your fault. You're going to feel bad. And so um, if they're upset at you, that means you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just all the anxiety there because there's so many negative feelings that can come from not doing the right thing or disappointing them. So I think that's probably like a big, that's a big stamp you could put on someone that doesn't have boundaries. They're very anxious people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of resentment as well, you know, where people are feeling oh, yeah. resentment, right? Where definitely a yeah. lot of regret, you know, regretting that uh, life isn't the way that you, you know, want it to be and uh, people struggling with that. And then, you know, I think both of us know that uh, when people are, are toxic, right? You, you just, people think that not setting boundaries keeps them safe when it's actually what gets them in trouble with, with people who are toxic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think what you said, resentment, if anyone listening, you are feeling resentful, that's a great, I think that's a sign things are about to change because you're like, I'm tired of putting up with this and you're getting to that point, hopefully. And hopefully from there, you can see that and start to make a change. I know some people can feel resentful and they'll lash out and then they feel bad about it. And then, and then they go back to people pleasing again, but mm-hmm. Um, I think resentment is kind of a good sign that you're unhappy with the status quo and you're ready to do something about it. Let's talk about actual like setting the boundary with people. I know a lot of your skits deal with setting boundaries with family members. And that is such a huge, huge struggle for so many people setting boundaries with a toxic mother, setting boundaries with toxic siblings, family in particular, because, you know, you hear all the sayings, right? You only get one mother. You only you know, blood is thicker than water. Um, what, you regret how, it when they go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then especially a toxic mother will play into that, right? Uh, I'm a, I, uh, some of the comments sayings. Um, uh, I'm not going to be here for very much longer. I mean, you, I'm sure you've heard of people acting like they're fainting. You know, all of that. What? Have, uh, yeah. yeah. And so what? <laughs> yeah. What have. does that What does that process look like for someone? You know, someone that might be listening, they they recognize that. Uh, I have a toxic mother, you know, I have a toxic family member. What is that? Where's the starting point with setting a boundary with that type of person? Yeah. Well, that's very, it's a big question because I guess it depends on where that person is at. Mm -hmm. If they are okay, their mental health is okay. And they're wanting to move forward and make some changes um, and you're kind of ready to deal with any lashback, I would say start with small things. 
And, um, but for someone that's been in it for a while and you're, it's really affected your mental health and, or you're now you're married mm-hmm. and now it's affecting your partner and it's putting so much stress on the marriage that could look like more doing something drastic where you have a conversation, um, preferably by email, if they're not safe people and you lay out everything and say, Hey, we want relationship with you guys, but I should have said this sooner, but these things need to stop. This mm-hmm. has been bad for us and sorry to dump it all on you all at once, but I should have said something earlier. I take its responsibility for that, but these are things we need to stop. If you want to do little things at a time, what I would say is write down the things you know bother you and have something and then write down underneath what you're going to say the next time that happens, or you could even do it in person. And you'll probably want to do bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way I suggest setting boundaries the first time is saying, sharing with a person, asking to talk, or if you want to do it in the moment, you can, but sharing how you feel about their behavior. Mom, when you say those things, I feel, I feel disrespected. I feel like when you, you know, tell the kids what to do, I feel like mm-hmm. you're overstepping my authority as their parent. Mm-hmm. I'd really appreciate it. Or it would mean a lot to me if you would change that or if you do it this way instead if they're toxic this and that's where the hard part comes it in. is where toxic, the hard part is yeah because and i want to i want to i want to hop in there real quick because yeah a lot of times people want they you know we we all want and we all hope that when we set boundaries that people are going to respect it and, and and most people who are who follow me they, you know, they're dealing with people who are disrespectful, who are toxic, who are narcissistic. You know, we have to understand that. And quite often, if you've grown up in it, you think that your image of the world is that this is how the entire world is. And so become, you become less trusting of the world and you find out that's not the case. It's actually most of the world is cool. People yeah. are actually going to respect you more for setting boundaries. Yeah. And, the, and you you think that you think that all of a sudden that all of this hate is going to be lashed out at you. It is for a period of time because your world is surrounded by toxic people, right? And that's how they react, but that's not how the world and the general reacts. So uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Like, how does a toxic person react? And then what 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 happens from there? How do we handle people who react poorly to the boundary? Yeah, so what I've seen and I hear about is there's usually attacking back. Um, how dare you? You know, you're being selfish. Uh, how can you do this to your family? Manipulation, guilt tripping. So there's going to be crying, acting like you wounded them by bringing it up even. Like somehow you're wounding them by telling them that they I can't believe you're you. doing this to me. I'm your mother. It's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you know, you're nasty to me all the time. I'm just asking you to stop and I'm the one hurting you. You're crazy. Um, so you'll get a lot of that. Um, sometimes they'll go quiet and like to punish you, give you the silent treatment uh, or, you know, insults, anger, intimidation, what have you, things like that. And I think if they have softer feelings, like they're acting hurt or something like that, you can be nice and say, you know, I'm sorry if you're feeling hurt by that. Other than change my mind, is there anything I can do to help? Mm-hmm. 
if they're being manipulative and, and you know it for a fact, it wouldn't go there. If they're being angry and aggressive, disrespectful, attacking you, that's when you need to shut the conversation down. That's what I tell people because what a lot of people do is set boundaries and then this toxic person gets angry and start, you know, throwing the attacks, trying to argue with them, reason, you know, reason with them why they should still let them do this and that. And then they get upset and then the other person's upset and then they're upset and then there's insults back and forth. And, and then they're like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you should have shut the conversation down. Yeah. They should have never gotten the chance to say all that stuff to you that upsets you and caused you to start yelling back at them. And so you, that sounds something like, Hey, mom, dad, I know you're upset about that. I'm not going to be talked to this way. Can you be calm and quiet or better yet, if they are trying to argue, I'm done talking about this. Can you drop the conversation or do I need to hang up the phone or leave? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that's, you can't force them to do anything, mm -hmm. but you can say, if you're going to keep doing this, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So that's so what I, I suggest. I, I tell people all about that, that little red button on the phone. I call it the bitch be gone button. You know, <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you hit it, whoever it is that they're gone. So, yep. Um, so it's it, that you know, easy. And they, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're going to get mad and they might not talk to you for a while, but I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, if you go back in their life and you're around them again, they're going to be a lot more hesitant to disrespect your boundary. If they have a level of empathy, if they don't, yeah. right, then they, then they feel like they can continue to, uh, to behave that way. And I tell people, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if you, you, you know, when you're gauging whether or not you should, continue to interact with them. It's completely your choice. I tell people to give it six months, right? See how people react to you over the course of six months, because when it's family, it's so difficult because it may only be a handful of people, right? You may have great cousins, aunts, uncles, right? But this one relationship is impacting the entire, the entire system, you know? And so give it six months, see, see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what, and what, what's it like in terms of, uh, have you ever, had to talk to anyone about completely where they just have to go no contact with the mother no contact with the father um things like that uh i have um a couple of times and what i suggest is um when you do that if it's something where it's not going to be a safe atmosphere for you to talk to them in person mm -hmm. and you feel like you're going to get attacked and that's completely it's completely okay like, cause you've been through this for so long, it's completely okay to feel too anxious and scared to have that conversation with them in person and then get all this abuse that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's the, if that's too scary for you, that's okay. You do not owe them a face-to-face -face conversation if they right. have not been trustworthy in the past. And so what I suggest people do, uh, I think I mentioned it before is send an email. Yeah. Um, I think email is better than text because text it's right there on your phone mm -hmm. and you tempted to check your phone. Whereas uh, emails, it's probably on a computer and you can choose to check it when you're ready to check it. Mm -hmm. And so, and just go through, um, I always say to, well, I guess I'm getting off track here. I recommend most of the time telling them why, Mm -hmm. and giving them a chance. I think that's the best way we can honor our parents. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean putting up with abuse, but it does mean doing what you can to be in relationship. And so I suggest most of the time, give them a chance and say, mom and dad, um, I need these things to stop. If you're not ready to stop those things, I understand, 
but I'm not going to, uh, we're not going to be able to have contact until those things can be changed. Let me know what you decide to do. I love you. If, however, you've had talks before and you've tried setting boundaries and it's going on and on and on and on and on, um, I've made the mistake before of thinking, doing that one last thing, sending an email before I cut them off. And all it was was an opportunity for them to give more abuse. I knew it wasn't going to go well, but I wanted to do the right thing. And all it was was just an opportunity to receive more abuse, more intimidation, more guilt tripping. And so I say, if you're at that point where you're like, you know what, a conversation is not going to help. I've had it before. Just block them on everything. Yeah. You don't owe them an explanation. You've given them plenty of chances. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just block them on everything. Yep. I, I tell people, you've already had the conversation with them. You don't owe them a reason why you're going to, and they've, they've obviously shown that they're not able and um, not capable of, of being mature to, yeah. to, to continue that behavior. Mm-hmm. And right. they might tell other people, oh, I don't know what we did. They just cut us off. They do. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. That's a damn lie. Don't believe that. You know, they, they know what they did. Yeah. And if other people think that, you don't need to be in relationship with them either because they should be smart enough to see through that bull crap. Right. Now, what about the, you know, internally for a lot of people, uh, number one, they feel guilty. But a lot of times when people set boundaries with someone, they accuse the person who's setting a boundary that they're being controlling. Right. How, do, yeah, how, how does that, how, you know, it's one of the it's classics, just, one of my favorites, right? You're being controlling, you're not, you know, uh, and, and, but unfortunately for a lot of people who don't, you know, um, for you and I, we, we've, we've done this for, for several years, but I remember at one point in time that that was something that would get me to keep my boundary. Well, I don't want to be controlling like this person is when you start second guessing yourself. Uh, what, you know, what do you do in those types of situations and how do you know if I'm being controlling or if I'm, if I'm setting another a good healthy boundary? Because on the flip side, guess what? A lot of times people who are controlling will do the controlling things and say, this is my boundary, right? And yeah, pervert, yeah. pervert a boundary and say, this exactly. is a boundary, but it really isn't. They're being controlling. How do you know the difference? Yeah, so a boundary is a limit on what you do or give to someone and a limit on what you allow to be said or done to you. It's not about controlling what, how others or making people do something for you. That's a demand. That's not a boundary. That's a, uh, an expectation, not a boundary. Boundaries are all about limits on what you're allowing people to do to or with you yourself and what belongs to you and limits for yourself and what you're going to do for others. And so, that's a really easy way to do it. If someone says you're controlling and well, I'm not asking you to do something for me. I'm asking you to stop talking to me this way. I'm asking you to stop yelling at my kids. I'm asking you to stop, you know, giving the kids something as simple as giving the kids candy after a certain time because they brushed their teeth or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever boundaries you have. Uh, it's all about if you're not demanding, they do something that's not a, that you're not being controlling. Mm-hmm. and it's just it's so twisted when i hear people say that it's like i'm not asking you to do something right. i'm not demanding of you i'm asking you to stop treating me this way mm-hmm. and then they'll turn around and say my boundary is you come visit me every you right. know every week or whatever yeah. that's not a boundary that's no. a demand exactly so that's a, a good way are you demanding something from them or asking are you asking them to stop something right. that's the difference between a boundary and a demand yeah, that's a very, very, very good way of looking at it. Uh, what about, you know, a lot of people struggle with boundaries with adult children, 
right? They have adult children who maybe, you know, grew up and they you know, witnessed things or um, were spoiled by another parent or for, you know, divorce. I mean, we have adult children who, adult children who are now using and whether they are using the other, uh, one of the parents or their, um, you know, how does that work? And, and it, it's so difficult because as a parent, you don't want to lose that relationship with the child, right? So how, yeah. how does that, what does that look like? And, and should that person fear losing that relationship with the child? Um, I think, I know that's really tough and I haven't been in that situation yet. Mm-hmm. And so I say this with a, without the experience of that, but I think the chances of have keeping a relationship with the child are best when the parents do what is best for the child mm-hmm. rather than giving into them. Because if they just give into them and give them whatever they want, here's money, here's, you know, I'm paying for your insurance and your cell phone bill. You can live in our house while you're doing drugs, while you're, you know, bringing in strange people and sleeping around in the house and partying and whatever. Um, they're not going to respect them. They're just going to walk over and they're going to treat them like crap. But if you say, I love you, you know, but why are you going to be living in, a, in our house? What you do outside is your business, mm-hmm. but you're not going to bring drugs in the house. You're not going to have throw parties. You're not going to bring pornography in the house or, you know, whatever limits the parents might have. I just think that if the parents set boundaries for what goes on in their house, mm-hmm. um, then the child is going to be adult child is going to be a lot more likely to respect them and have a better relationship rather than if they just give them whatever they want and let them do whatever they want in the house, like set those rules, set those boundaries. And if they don't live with you, absolutely still have boundaries. They should not be talking to you like um, rudely. You know, they should not be, if you don't want them cussing in your house, go ahead, set that boundary. Um, I wouldn't be too strict to where, you know, if you're like, you know, don't let the kids touch anything in the house and don't do this and don't do this. Right. That might make it difficult for them to come over and enjoy a relationship. Absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. I would encourage parents of adult children, do not be scared yeah. to have healthy boundaries because that's going to help your relationship. It's not going to hurt it. Yeah, I agree. I tell people that the, that the, People won't take you serious unless you take yourself serious. So, yeah, Micah, thank you very right. much for joining uh, joining us. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, first of all, where can people find you if they would like to work with you? Where can people find and, and uh, find your work? Uh, I know you're obviously on TikTok. You mentioned YouTube. But if someone wanted to work with you, if someone wanted to look up your material, because I think you have some courses and things like that too, right? What was that again? That last thing you said? I think you have some courses and things like that too. Is that right? I do. I have an older course. Um, I think I'm going to make a new one soon. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe on the same subject. I'm not sure, but people can find me. If you go to TikTok, uh, go to uh, look up Micah Stevens, M-I-C-A-H-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S or look up Minute Mental Health. Okay. You can find me there. There's a link in my profile. And that's where all my resources, books, uh, e-courses are, and uh, links for one-on-one sessions. Well, perfect, perfect. And uh, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you for some closing thoughts. It could be about something we talked about today, something you live by, maybe a quote that you kind of live by. Um, just some closing thoughts, and then we're gonna wrap it up. 
Sure. So anyone who's wanting to set boundaries and learn how to do it, I think I hear the biggest struggle people have and they don't know they have is self-worth and uh, just believing these lies, these negative beliefs about their parents and themselves that makes it difficult for them to set boundaries. And so I encourage everybody to deal with your self-worth, build up your self-worth and get rid of those negative beliefs, such as when I set a bound, if someone is upset by me saying no or setting a boundary, that means I do some, did something wrong. That's not true. Work on that belief. If someone has a false belief that my parents are these important, more important than me and I'm below them. And if they don't like me, they're upset at me. That means I'm a bad person. Get rid of that belief. That's not true. If you feel like you're a bad person in general, if one person is upset at you, you need to deal with that belief, get rid of that belief and build some healthy, new healthy beliefs to, uh, to replace those. And what I suggest you do is write down the negative feelings you have around setting boundaries and then write down the, the belief you think you have, why do I feel that way? Do I feel like my parents, uh, have I put them on a pedestal where their opinion has all this weight? And then write down the truth underneath it. The truth is my parents are not more important than me. They're just more, they're just people like me. And if someone is upset at me, doesn't like me, that's fine because there's plenty of other people that do. I make mistakes sometimes, but do you know what? I have a lot of good things that I do and I offer value to many people, even though I might not be perfect. And so have that there, have a list of everything, the negative beliefs and the positive ones to replace it, to counter it, and have that ready whenever you're dealing with, uh, when you're dealing with guilt or negative feelings around setting boundaries. And I find that really, really helps. Micah, you did a great job. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, we're, now Thanks, that I man. know that we're only 45 minutes away, we're definitely going to have to link up in person. And uh, But uh, for those of you who are listening, this is Micah Stevens, and uh, you can find him all over TikTok. Uh, I call him the boundary expert, and uh, <laughs> we, will, we will do it again soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Keep your head to the sky, spread your wings wide, show the world you can fly, baby. Show the world you can fly, fly. Show the world you can fly, baby. Dream big, keep your head to the sky, spread your wings wide, show the world you can fly, baby. Show the world you can fly, yeah. Show the world you can fly. Dream big, keep your head to the sky, spread your wings wide, show the world you can fly, baby. Show the world you can fly. Where you can fly, dream big, keep your head to the sky, spread your wings wide, show the world you can fly, baby, show the world you can fly, yeah, show the world you can fly, dream big, now the time we dream big, it's all we take with us, the things we did, dream big, yeah, just dream big, yeah, that's what my nana said, dream big, what we told me, dream big, it's all we take with us, the things we did, dream big, yeah, Dream big, yeah, that's what my brother said.